Welcome to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It's me again, the Q-Dog, in the studio with Coach Rita. Hello. Yep, Ashley, our producer's in the studio, and my lovely wife. She's here. It's going to be a, a really cool episode today where we share together. Um, and this is that, like, um, this little mini-series we're kind of doing, if you, if you will, about rewriting the script and, and what does that look like. Because I think, Coach Rita, I think that's something that you really have been able to uh, add some color to. It's like th it's, things are really good to say, but if you don't know what it looks like or you don't stop to ask the question, well, what does that look like? Right. Then uh, you, the both of you are going to have a different understanding mm -hmm. and different expectations. Right. So rewriting the script, you know, kind of an episode two, if you will. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to you so you can hand it over to us. <laughs> Does that sound good? That sounds good. Yes. I know we've been talking, if you've been following along, um, is rewriting the script. It's, it's really looking at how you were raised, what you've been taught when it comes to relationships. And um, this episode is how do you do that? Like, how do you rewrite that script that's been handed to me? And I respond and I react according to what I've seen as a little child or what I've seen growing up watching my parents do their relationship. So in how you rewrite it, it's, it's basically discovering first what it is you want to change. What is it in my relationship? What is it in my marriage? Um, that I want to change or I want to see different. Mm -hmm. And it and it even can be as much as I don't really like that about me or I don't like that I respond that way. So so how do I go about to change this? And it's sitting down and having that conversation with your spouse to to put out a plan, put out a goal of these are areas that I see within myself that I would like to see change that I want to make a goal that this is what we see our marriage and this is what we're going to work towards. It's, it's all seen into the future, what it is that you want. And then you start, you start putting into practice those things. It's kind of like this. And this is, this is how I use the example is that you're the farmer and your harvest out there, your land is your marriage. And as a farmer, you know, farmers are going to plant or they're going to plant apple seeds to get apples. Like what you plant is what you're going to reap in your harvest. So you have to look at it as in that, that you are a farmer. My marriage is my harvest. What is it that I want that harvest to reap? So if I need to sow compassion, if I need to sow um, love, if I need to sow to nurture, you name it, you name your harvest, yeah. whatever it is that you want to have at the end of the day, those are the seeds that you have to start planting. Now, for myself, I wouldn't want to be a farmer because that's a lot of work. Like <laughs> when yeah. I think of living on a farm, 
it's taking care of a lot of things. It's feeding it. It's watering it. It's you're out there every day tending to it. You're looking to make sure no bugs are getting in there. Weeds are getting in there. It's so what I'm saying is that this is work. It's not something that you just go into marriage and think that it's just going to organically be happily ever after by you just showing up. Right. You know, marriage takes work. It's, it's putting in what it is that you want at the end of the day. And it's up to you to make that choice to start sowing that seed because a lot of people just come into marriages without any clue as to what they're even doing. Mm -hmm. And then you get into your marriage a couple years down the road and you're wondering to yourself, how did we get here? Well, what seed have you been sowing along the way? What have you been investing in your marriage? Have, have you made a plan? Like, have you came up with goals? Like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Have you, you know, I know so many people look at counseling Marriage counseling is like a failure, like it's a bad thing. Um, yeah. Going to like conferences, marriage conferences and stuff, it's all, it has like this negative, um, negative touch to it. Like if you have to go to counseling, then something's wrong with you. I don't believe that. I believe right. smart people ask for help. That's right. And, and when you know that it's kind of like, when you're sick and you don't feel good and you know something's going on with you, like you go to the doctor to figure out what's wrong Mm -hmm. in order for them to help you because they're obviously a little bit more smarter and that's why they're doctors and all of that. Well, sometimes I think we need to look at counselors that way is that if I'm having an issue and a problem in my marriage, maybe that counselor has something that I might not know. That's right. Then that could give me that, um, the help and the information that I would need in order to make this better. So I just think a lot of times we just don't invest in how are we going to navigate our way through this marriage? Yes. I think we just do it as things come up, as arguments come up, as circumstances come up, and then we start dealing with the issue at hand instead of really putting out, um, a goal and a plan and a purpose and being intentional as to how it is you want your marriage to end up. Cause this is what I tell people all the time. When I'm 80, 90, 120 sitting across the table from my husband, I want to know that I know who he is and he knows who I am. Yeah. That we just didn't create our lives just around our kids or, or that, you know, everything else in life was more important than each other. Mm-hmm. I want to know that when those times come and we're old and growing old together, that I'm sitting across the table and I know exactly who he is. Yeah. But it's sowing that seed. You got to. So it's it's really, um, I can say this and I can put a lot of information out there and give a lot of um, tools but I think sometimes when it comes from experience, when someone can say, this is how we did it, or this is how we went about doing it, I think it becomes a little bit more um, obtainable, a little bit more under, 
understandable because you're understanding where someone is coming from. And so I think it's important for us to be able to put that out there for the listeners to say, this is how you go about rewriting it Mm -hmm. because you've come from a divorce family background. You've come from a totally different background than from what Jeannie came from. That's right. You're both coming in with these, with these ideas already, these things in your mind that this is how marriage works. This is what it looks like. And I know both of you said, um, no, not for us. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, nope, that's not what I want. And I think it's important that, um, you guys have, have something to share. You have something to give to the people to say, this can be done. Yeah. It, this really can be done. It's not just lip service of saying you and I just coming up with really great topics for our podcast. Yeah. It's, it's really saying if you really want to start making a change in your marriage, these are the things that you can do. True. And I mean, if you, um, maybe you're an athlete, uh, maybe you're a CrossFit athlete, um, maybe you're a writer, maybe, you know, maybe you look at, uh, you, you're a chef. I mean, if you, if whatever your hobby or your profession is, or what you're serious about, you generally, um, what's the word you, you generally kind of, uh, it's not elevate. What's, what's the darn word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know, you kind of, you kind of put your life or you respect the people that are successful in whatever industry you're in. Uh, You gravitate, man, that, that, that's the word I was looking for. You kind of gravitate towards those people that have success. And, uh, so if you're a golfer for the longest time, you want to know what Tiger Woods is doing. As much as this pains me to say it, if you're a football player, you love the NFL, you want to gravitate towards Tom Brady. <laughs> Not a Patriots fan. Um, but that those are the people you look at to say, wow, these people are successful. Why? And, and then you kind of apply those principles to your life um, because you think, wow, maybe this really is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you said it so well with, the uh, using the uh, analogy or the example of a farmer, because if you plant corn and then you expect cucumbers, you're crazy. You're crazy, you know, and maybe right now your marriage is full of cucumbers. But you want corn in your life. So today, hopefully this discussion is, well, how did you how did you go and clear the field? How did you make sure that you had the right seed? How did you plant it? How did you water it? How did you ensure that, you know, all the, all the different disasters that mother nature has didn't come and destroy that? You know, I'm just, uh, my poor wife has to suffer through me being so practical at times and having to, you know, make things relatable, but it's kind of like you said, Rita, you know, if I could relate it to anything, you go buy a new car and they give you a maintenance plan. You know, if you don't follow the maintenance plan and you and you don't do any kind of service and then your car, you know, starts to have a problem and it goes to break down um, and you don't take it to a mechanic. 
it's just going to break. It's not going to work, you know, or if instead of taking it to a mechanic, you take it to a restaurant and ask a chef what's going on with your car. Or maybe you're asking your friend who has a bad, a bad marriage for marriage advice, you know, it's not going to work. And so what you just invested your money in or your life, it's, it's not going to pay you the dividends that you originally set out to get. So, and I know that's just a, like an elementary type example there, but for me, I just have to make it really relatable for myself. If I'm going to buy or if I'm going to invest myself or my finances into something, I'm, I want to make sure that I'm keeping up with whatever it is and that it's properly maintained so that uh, it has the best, it has the best opportunity to be successful, you know? So that's why I'd, I'm, I'm happy to have you in the studio, honey, and uh, to have you uh, talking with me today about how we went about writing, rewriting the script. Now, first of all, I just want to honor my wife for being here today because she could have pulled the plug. <laughs> she could have pulled the plug on this today because there was no sleep till Brooklyn at my house last night because Kirsten just wouldn't sleep. And really all she did all night was call everybody's name in the house, went wanting for somebody to come and turn her TV on and she's banging on walls and doors. And so you could have fun night. You could have really very easily, night. none of us slept, you know, but you could have very easily just said, nope, I, I can't do this today, but I thank you for showing up anyway. And it's going to be a very, it's going to be very valuable um, for the listeners and for us in our relationship too, um, for how, how we just go, you know, about talking about how we rewrote the script. Cause we, man, we had some hangups. We had some hard things, you know, like you said, coming from a divorce, um, you know, most part of my life growing up in the South, part of my life growing up on the West coast, uh, seeing the difference. I had a stepmother and that was a very volatile situation between my dad and my stepmom it was it was not good and then you know my mom out here she she never remarried again so you know a lot of things go through your mind and you get worried about arguments when they come up and you're like I'm just not I'm gonna argue I'll just let it go I'll just it'll maybe it'll just take care of itself well it never does when you married a woman who does nothing more than to argue that was the worst way to go on that one <laughs> well and you know I, I've said it before my family we just love to argue to argue you know just to debate and it just gets your blood flowing so you feel alive my um, mind likes to argue to win yeah yeah and it, it, there is that <laughs> So one of the, I, if, if I could start us off and then maybe, honey, you could add some color play here. Uh, one of the things that when, I, when you talk about rewriting the script, something that was very impactful for me when I first started listening to podcasts was Jay Ferrugia. And he's a, he's a guy who started in New York and he's a workout guy, been in men's health. And he was really, you know, like a power lifting guy and he said something on a podcast one day that just shook me. And it was somebody he was talking to about life. And he said, so here's the outlook on life. Fast forward in your mind to your funeral and figure out what you would want people to say about you. What, what do you want the message about you to be? Now come back to reality and set your course to live like that kind of a person. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, that make that, that was life altering for me. Cause I was early, like early on into, um, living life by design. And I think we were just getting ready or maybe had just started, um, our marriage counseling. And it's like, I could actually decide who I want to be. Who would I want my wife? If my wife, you know, if I kick off before she does, what would that lasting impact or legacy be that I would want her to say in front of people? And recently we went to a, a funeral together for my friend's mother. And, and, and his dad stood up there, and, and the way he spoke about his wife, it was like, I hope I leave that kind of impact on my wife. They all did. Everybody said the exact same thing about her, that she loved everybody. Nobody ever left a stranger when they were in her presence. She didn't let anybody feel left out. It was like a repetitive message from everybody that that we heard that spoke about her. It was the same thing over and over again. It was like, wow. And that, that was a pretty full room. So it went, I mean, it's like, if, if I just, if I take that and it's like, what kind of a person like planting seeds, what kind of a person do I want to be? You know, when you look at successful people and you start to gravitate towards them. So you look at your marriage, um, you look at, um, I, I looked at your marriage. I looked at, uh, obviously coach Saban to see how he kind of, uh, directed his life for success and what his personal philosophy was. And I just started to redevelop the personal philosophy. And, and, and when I put rewrite the script, that was my intention to talk about how did I redesign myself and my personal philosophy. I didn't really think about at the time how it would coincide with how did we rewrite the script to our marriage. Um, and there was, a, there was a time where something that really sticks out to me about the links that Jeannie and I went to to redefine our marriage and how we interacted with one another was one of our counseling moments when you know I would tell her I'm it's like I got some advice or I heard something great or maybe you were coaching us and I said oh well that makes sense to me so snap I'm just changing now I, I don't do it I don't do things this way anymore I'm changing and Jeannie, on the other hand, is not, that's not the way that she rolls. She needs a, um, she needs time to kind of put a plan or to kind of plan out this progression of change in a much slower way. And I think it, at that point, and I'm just using this as the foundation for how we rewrote the script. At that point, we started to understand, or I understood this, is that I was expecting her to be me. And to change how I change. I was not embracing uh, or appreciating who my wife was and how lasting her change is once she lets it follow that course. And maybe she was doing the same for me, which is to say, well, it's not possible for you to mean that you've changed that way because I can't change that way. So we, we had competing ideas about who each other was and about what change meant for each of us because change is at the root of rewriting something. You've got to do something different. So that, that to me is kind of the catalyst to what really helped Jeannie and I because you kind of looked at her and said, Jeannie, listen, when Quincy says that this has changed for him, 
it's changed. You got to take him at his word because it's done. So it, it kind of helped me to see that in order to change, you really, you really have to commit yourself to embracing the differences in your, in your spouse. And, and like Jeannie and I talked about on the way over here, if we both change the way that I did, we could really create some havoc in our life. And if we both change the way that she does, a lot of havoc could happen to us because we're not making change at the appropriate time or situation. So it's actually a beautiful thing that we're different because we can get balance. You know, we can have the best of both worlds where there's situations that demand immediate change. I can help there. Where there are situations it's like, whoa, you need to really think this thing through and start the process of change so it doesn't destroy the people around you. Right. Um, we can have the best of both worlds. But that, that to me, that willingness, listen, it's, it, you've you got to get away from, I can't do that because I've always done it this way. This is just who I am. You have to be willing to release those resentments of the past in order to move forward or you will not authentically change. And that's something that I was willing to do, was willing to just let everything that had happened before us, you know, the things we had done to each other, as me as a man, I had to just let those things go and understand one thing about my wife that I truly honor and respect and that's she would never hurt me on purpose. She would not hurt me on purpose. So I can't hold her accountable for things that happen based on you just want to hurt me. And that, that to me is something that, uh, that's kind of just where I wanted to start with that. And I would love to stop talking now (laughs) and let you talk about a little bit about how you started to to rewrite and how you had to deal with me (laughs) well I think a couple of things that we we did was um we had to go back and as much as we didn't want to go in the past we had to look at where you come from and where I come from and the household I grew up in um fear was a motivating factor whoever controlled the fear controlled the house so I was raised in a place where fighting was normal getting your way was normal, going for the jugular was normal, um, and you had to be strong. You could not show weakness. So when you and I got together and we would argue, that was my go-to. You're not going to hurt me. You're not allowed to. And it took understanding I didn't want to fight with you. I didn't want to have to be right. What I wanted was to be protected because the whole time growing up, I wasn't. I was in fear, so I wasn't protected. I was scared. So when things in my house happened, you could tell me you've changed, but it had been my experience, words mean nothing in my house. I've seen it time and time again where, uh, we, we just talked about this not long ago, flowers are an apology. We didn't get flowers just because, we got flowers because somebody screwed up. So if you showed up to give me flowers, even for Valentine's Day, for years, I won't celebrate it. This is the first year that I'm like, hey, let's go do something. Because that was the only day that a huge gesture was done in my house. And it was like, why? It's a waste. 
and I've seen the flowers before. I know what they're for. So there's really no meaning behind it. And it sounds petty, but as a child watching my mother be treated a certain way, this is what I understood. So when we got together and I watched his family unfold in front of me and it's like, okay, we've got his mom and his dad and his stepmom and his other stepmom. And it's like his dad went from one extreme to the other like that. And it's like, okay, that right there is a family trait. Y'all can just wake up one morning and I'm done. It's over. I'm better. I can't. But he need he had to learn to understand. I hear you. I know you're telling me you've changed your mind. I understand all of that. But I have to see it to know that you mean it. And it's not meant to be hurtful. It's simply a process I've been taught. And once I can physically see, okay, you know what? He is talking to me a little bit different. He is behaving a little bit differently. It doesn't take very long. It's just a matter of seeing it happen. And then I'm okay. But we had to learn. For you, I think it was figuring out the biggest part of it was through conversation with Rita, her coming through and going, she needs you to protect her. And some of the situations we were going through at the time, I wasn't being protected. And if I'm not protected by you, then I'm going to protect myself. And that means you're going to get the backlash. And so is everybody else in my path. Yeah. So, you know, thinking about this, you talk about clearing the field. We walked through with a bunch of landmines and blew the thing up. We yeah. didn't just, we didn't just walk into this. I mean, the very first meeting we had, it was, what is your biggest conflict? We both resented each other. And when that hit the ground, it was just like, oh, okay, well. We did that class and it was like, write down on a piece of paper where you think your marriage is. He had a six, I had a three. And we had no clue the other one was on that page. And as soon as it came out, it's like, ooh, we need to talk to Rita. <laughs> I just need to correct the record. It was a seven and a five, not a six and a three. <laughs> but we, I think we've just learned, I learned from watching your family. And um, I hope they don't take offense to any of this, but how they talk to each other and how you guys joke and it's meant to be playful, but I watched him. It wasn't playful to him. He was bantering back and forth because this was the normal, but I could see certain things that were hurting him and it would piss me off because this is my number one person and my mode is protective. I'm in fear. I need to be protected and you're hurting him. So I need to protect him. So I had to switch, when I started realizing that, I had to switch how I talked to him. Okay, he's being funny, he thinks he's being silly, but he's not, this really hurts him. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to say things without making you think I would hurt you on purpose. Yeah. I, I had to rethink, your, your love language was, you know, words of affirmation, and here I was every time you want to go to the clouds going, whoa, 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 whoa my fear took over and there was no way we're going to the clouds. You're done. But once I realized you just need me to go for a ride for a minute, kind of see where you're at. It doesn't take long for you to come back down to what can and can't happen. And I don't have to stand there and go, what about a, B, C, D, E? You usually figure it out on your own. But as long as I can go there and say, okay, this, we'll just look at it. I mean, we did it with a house. Let's, let's go look for a house. Okay, I went to the clouds way before he did. But then when we finally came down to it, I honestly got to the point where I just thought, this isn't going to happen. He never got to that point. Right. I, we now have a new house. <laughs> so I can't really say it, it's, 
it's all in both of us seeing eye to eye all the time because we don't we clearly don't but it was learning how to talk to him and make sure that he was listening to me it it was coming up with key phrases those are huge for us Mm -hmm. speed bump is a big one we we just discovered recently how that works because he texts me speed bump coming your way okay my thought with speed bump is you're sending me something that is going to crash my my plan so i'm prepared for screwing things up for me it wasn't meant to be that way he needed comfort for something and when he dropped it it was going to affect something in my plan so i took it that way it was going to mess up some plans that he and i had made for uh getting away but it was something with work. And I'm like, well, you need to figure this out. You need to fix this. This has to happen. This has to happen. And then later he was like, I was actually calling you for comfort because this spun him. It's like, okay, we need a new word <laughs> because a- speed, speed bump means that you're about to wreck my plan. It doesn't mean I, I need you to listen. So, it, but we had to come up with those things. You know, it's like being able to have a conversation we had a conversation with kids the other night and I, I was having a moment where I was so pissed I was physically shaking and crying and the girls are telling him dad mom's crying dad look mom's crying like trying to nudge him because they didn't want to disturb me and he's going yeah this is not a hug her moment this is not a put my arms around her and comfort her moment just let her be they couldn't figure out why he wasn't wanting to hug me and comfort me he knows not to I'll lose it but he's had to learn that because it used to be if I was upset, he would come in and try to make me laugh and joke or he would come in and try to give me a hug and be silly. And it's like, I'm pissed. Don't don't make me laugh right now. This isn't going to go well for you. But we didn't know those things about each other. This is how his family dealt with stuff. My family dealt with it very differently. Well, you know, one of the things that stands out to me in the moment we talked about this you get aha moments when you're just and all we're doing is having a conversation this was not a structured you know six points to a better this or that this was i wanted to to get the conversation moving and one thing that's very interesting to me listening to it now that i that i never saw before is in her house words mean nothing but to me i'm a man of my word and it means everything to me So for her, she can say something, and then if she doesn't do it a couple times because she's taking the time to, you know, kind of progress and change, it's okay with her. But I would take it as, you don't care because you're not holding up to your word. Because to me, my word is everything to me. Um, So... (laughs) That's kind of just a, that, that was a moment that said, wow, these are really two opposite worlds. And those were like competing interests with each other. And so I guess the moral of this, that's just a big deal to me. That my, that, you know, when I say something, it means everything to me. My words are obviously too many most of the time, um, but they're, they're full. They mean something. It's, it is heaven and earth to me my words. And I'm not saying that yours aren't, honey, but what I'm saying is what you grew up in, talk is cheap. Action is all that matters. But you always back your words with action. You you always do since you've learned, I think learning that that's how I work. Yeah. You've always backed it. And you know, if I tell you I'm going to do something or I'm right now, the key phrase between the two of us is I'm working on this so that he knows I'm not, I'm not negating my promise to you. 
but this is going to take a little more time because some of the things that we're working on now are a little bit harder than when we first started. You know, when we first started, we went in, we blew everything up, but now that we're going back to replant, it's like, oh God, okay. This one's going to take a little more digging to get to the bottom and figure out just how far I need this root to come out before we move forward. But I don't necessarily not take you at your word now, but in the beginning, it was yeah. a matter of being able to say, I got to see this. I just, I got to see it. Yeah. And I think, uh, one thing that's important just, you know, kind of to start to wrap this whole thing up. One thing that's important is to know what kind of communication your spouse needs in order to understand that change is going on. Because for me, I, I can give people, you know, the benefit of the doubt, as long as I see there's effort and progress there. If I see a, I don't give a crap attitude, it kind of infuriates me a little bit because it's like, are you all in on this or not? Why do I care more about what you want to change in your life than you do? So, um, I guess to sum this all up before you give us a little bit, a, a couple of exercises, if you will, when it comes to rewriting the script, what help, what will help you the most that helped me was really with an open mind and zero expectations, learn who your wife is. Now, it takes, it takes some knowing who you are, but learn who your wife is and let her work through her expectations of you and the relationship. Um, you really have to go in with an open mind and then embrace who she is. Right. Maybe she doesn't know, like you didn't know before this, that you can actually be intentional about the person that you want to be. Yes. So embrace each other where you are and understand that you get to decide what this looks like to right. you and you can rewrite this together. And that's exciting. Right. Even though change can be really scary, it's exciting to think that you can actually make your marriage a bright spot in your life yes. instead of something that you just have to do because you said you would. Right. So thank you for opening up the show. So thank you guys for, for sharing and putting it out there and being vulnerable. Um, there's one thing that I just find very interesting is uh, Jeannie, when you were expressing about flowers, about, you know, um, flowers represented, you did something wrong. So you're, kiss and butt pretty much what it is and the funny thing is what I always find interesting is that it wasn't like her mom and dad sat down and said well this is what the flowers mean yeah kids see things kids can interpret things and and we always think that you know the kids aren't paying you know they're not paying attention to what it is that's going on it's like that was something that she taught that she was taught and no one said a word. And it's like how much we take in and we're sponges when we're little kids and we see these things being played out in our parents' lives and how it affects our relationships today. And no one said a word that it was, it was all done by an action and how it was that you interpret it as a little kid, as a little what? four, five, six-year-old, you're interpreting it 
on that state of your emotional state of how you are then that it follows you through your adulthood and into relationships. So that's why to me, it is so, so important to rewrite the script because now you can enjoy Valentine's Day. Now you can enjoy the flowers for what they are. Sure, there might be some flowers in there that I am sorry, I screwed up. You know, that's a whole different segment. <laughs> but but it for um for you looking at it and, and redefining it, and that's what rewriting the script is. It's really redefining what it is that you've been taught. So these are some things that you could do. These are things that you can ask yourself, what seed am I planting in my marriage? Yeah. If you just stop and just kind of reevaluate what it is, all you have to do is look at your marriage and say, okay, these are seeds that I see that I've planted. I need to start uprooting that and plant something different. Am I sowing the right seed to get the right harvest? Like when we talked in the beginning, if you're going to sow apples, you're going to get apples. That's right. So it's, it's, def, it's def, redefining what it is that you want in your marriage. Um, I'm just going to finish up with just um, these quotes. And, and I love what you shared in the beginning, Quincy. It's all about making a choice to decide this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's, it's a decision and it's a choice that you've made that you both made that, okay, we're clearing the field like you guys did. You guys had like bombs everywhere. Um, <laughs> but that's what you guys chose. That That's you. That's who you are. So let's just go with it. Yeah. And and let's blow it all up, but then we'll bring it back together and then we can figure it out from there. But that's who you guys are. Yeah. So you choose your reality. You choose to see your relationship as a gift or a burden. You choose to see your marriage as a struggle or a blessing. So choose wisely. Hmm. So if, if you want to change your spouse, your marriage, your relationship, it starts with you. You are the one that has to start that change. You cannot expect that you can change someone else in order for your marriage, your relationships, and everything else to be okay, it has to start with you. You have to make that choice. So right. And I appreciate you kind of wrapping up the show for us today with a couple of action items or, or a call to action, if you will, because right. it's, time to, to, it's time to decide who you want to be and what you want your marriage to be. And I think if you, you know, if it, with all the information we kind of put out there today, if you can kind of come to those two things, guys, and just start making some decisions. That is the point where, you know, it's like, it's the pivotal point of, are you going to allow your life to be, or this area in your life to maybe be not as fulfilling as you wanted, or potentially a disappointment, or are you going to decide to make a change? Right. And now it's up to you. Ball's in your court. Yep. So I think this was a fantastic episode, honey. You did fabulous. Yes. Absolutely fabulous. Hey, um, we would love to get your feedback. So take note of a brand new email address coming to you, brought to you by Man vs. Marriage. So email us. It's coach at manvsmarriagepodcast.com. So that's coach at manvsmarriagepodcast.com. Reach out to us on the email. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at MVSM Podcast or connect with us on Facebook at man 
vs marriage podcast. Is that right? How do I not know my own Facebook? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I told you. <laughs> yeah, you see that? I told you what was up. Anyway, until the next episode. There's not really anything else to say. That's it. Connect with us. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we out.